Okay, it's hot outside. I'm feeling Smoking. a little frisky. Whoop, whoop. I am wearing something a little skimpy. <laughs> Jenny is over there. She's got something in Brazilian cut. There may or may not be something up top. I don't know where you are, but I'm just in our our living room. But cool, 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 cool. Um, welcome to Forbidden Cinema. <laughs> Hit the theme song. We watched Blame It on Rio. Obviously, Zach has some feelings about it and is psyched, super psyched, to talk about this movie right off the top. Okay, so... Okay, so I'm back. I'm still alive. I do not have COVID. Right. Uh, hashtag fully vaxxed. Uh, yes. If, if you have the opportunity and you have not already, please get vaccinated. Yes, Let's please. get back to normal. This is our shot. Sorry this if that is how ex- we go to big giant beaches in Rio and and hang out topless is being by, by being vaccinated. All right. Right. Don't you so want to be topless? If both of us get vaccinated and we're going to Rio and you're hanging out topless? I mean, nobody knows us there, so. Nobody knows us in Mexico. I mean, we can talk about, I don't know what the rules are, okay. where we are in Mexico. All right. So welcome to Forbidden Cinema. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I promise I'm not dead. <laughs> welcome to Forbidden Cinema. I'm yes. Zach. Yes, I'm Jenny. We are both fully clothed, unfortunately. I guess. I mean, I'm literally wearing a sweatshirt, but... All right. So we did Blame It on Rio this yes. week. What are, yes, yes. What do you know about Blame It on Rio? Really, Mike O'Kane. That's okay. all I really know. And I knew that Demi Moore was in, in it. Um, but Welcome, that's really it. Demi Moore. Yes. I you, mean, we're going to know more about oh, Demi Moore throughout all of this. We are. She's going to pop up. But I would also say that her role in this movie is it's important but it is very underused and you know of our two heroines can we say i don't know maybe um she definitely has the long-standing career man i i went a little deeper on this than we usually do we usually save that for the deep dive right but pretty much everything i've read about this every review says to me more from general hospital Oh, I didn't. I mean, I guess that makes sense. I didn't realize she was in General Hospital before this, but a lot of people were. I think knowing what we know now, she is criminally underused in this. Oh, yeah, because she's fantastic. And 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 if she was already a soap star before this, she's just kind of your typical like, nope, no, uh, uh, hate, hate you, hate you, you're my dad. I mean, bad dad. She has every right to have a, a bad attitude. For 84, she is throwing some teen angst out there. She and is. this Seriously. is some 96 teen angst. I mean, for sure. I mean, she even, <laughs> this is like later in the movie, but he like knocks on her door and she's like, basically, like, don't come in. Like, this, this is, is a recording. recording. <laughs> <laughs> that would work in Clarissa Explains It, it All. That would work so in levels. a Kevin Smith movie. That would work in... It would. It, that would, don't take this wrong. That would work in better movies than this. Yeah, absolutely. That would play. There were some very funny mo- moments in this movie that... I, they were there, and I appreciated them, but my overall takeaway was like, <laughs> like, I'm so uncomfortable with everything that's happening right now. And I love Michael Caine. I love... Joseph and I don't know if it's like Bologna, maybe. I I, I don't want to call him Joey Bologna, <laughs> <laughs> but he might have. I mean, every movie I've seen him in, he probably has earned the the name, the moniker Joey Bologna. But he probably I, does. I mean, my I think we've discussed this while watching it that my memory of him is as Al Bundy's cousin i think and as the dad of matt leblanc in very early episodes of married with children 
Yeah, so I mean that 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 tracks. I mean, I know him from um, an, another '80s movie called My Favorite Year, which I love. It has Mark Lynn Baker. It has Peter O'Toole. It's a fantastic. You movie. say Mark Lynn Baker. Yeah, you are talking about cousin Larry. I am talking about cousin Larry. Yes. We've we've gone on some Bronze and Pinchot we on have. this We're podcast. We're talking about cousin Larry. But this was Mark Lynn Baker's, I'm guessing, one opportunity as a leading role. And, I mean, he really did deliver. He, he, went he did for a great it. job. He went for it. He was holding up against Peter O'Toole. Against Peter O'Toole, who was like, but, gotta say, this this movie, Blame It on Rio, and that movie, Joey Baloney, he chews so much scenery. I mean, in the best oh, way possible. Oh, my goodness. He's, Why was he not in more things as I love him. that guy? He's so fun. Where was he in The Sopranos? Oh, where was well, he's he? Probably, in, I'm guessing he's dead. I mean, but just I, like three or four years ago. Well, oh, he died just three or four years yeah. ago. But how old was he three or four years ago when I, he died? I, old, but. I mean, he really, yeah, I'm sure he still had that same level of attitude. I mean, anybody who, like, I mean, this is, I mean, spoiler alert, like, but anyone who, the, the, the I'm sorry, but the, uh, the choice of an affair, like the love affair is him and Valerie Harper. I mean, I thought they were siblings <laughs> earlier in the movie because they were just so like New York and so, you know, whatever towards each other. I didn't realize that that chemistry that I was seeing was the fact that they were shtooking, but. Oh man. I, I, I just, that's, that's Valerie, right? Like like the Hogans, yeah. like like she died after the first season because they wouldn't pay her. Of the Hogans, isn't that like Valerie, Valerie's family, and then the Hogans? I don't know, but she's like she's Rhoda, mm-hmm. like Mary Tyler Moore, Rhoda, and then spinoff Rhoda. No, there there was a TV show in the in the eighties, Valerie. Tell Valerie, I don't. She know. was the main character. She catches a football in the in the opening credits, cool. and then. I guess for whatever reason she wanted too much money and they were like laters and deuced her out and then it was Valerie's family and then the Hogan's and Interesting. So like they completely replaced yeah, six seasons. Uh, I mean, I Jason know she had Bateman a... is David Hogan. Oh. Is the dad? Okay. He's a dad? Or I don't maybe he's a kid. No. I don't know. Jason Bateman's not the dad in whatever eighties whatever this uh, is. Sandy Duncan? Oh, I, yeah. I don't know Sandy Dunn, but she becomes she replaces Valerie as the new wife, and she's in there for seventy eight episodes. All I know about Sandy Duncan is that she was in eighty sitcoms, and she has a glass eye. She has a glass eye. Yeah. Oh man. Early glass eye. Oh wow. That's really all I know. Sorry, Sandy Duncan. Sorry. I mean, Michael Bisping is talking upstairs. I've I've got some UFC upstairs, and Michael Bisping is commentary, and boy, he's got a googly eye. But well, yeah, but nobody knew it was a glass eye. Like he fought with a fucking <laughs> glass eye. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> uh, he fought with a glass eye. So, anything else that you had before this? Before this, I mean, no, not really. I mean, I knew this might be one that I made you watch. You probably did, but I mean, I knew it was a thing. I knew there was like a an. Eff- affair i knew there was like a a winter summer whatever they call that romance but um i'm gonna go it's like it's not that as cool as that Mm. see i see this as a movie that i saw on regular tv Mm -hmm. i i'm sure my parents like we've discussed earlier that on regular tv means it's fine this may have been maybe 93 or so on usa up all night Maybe it was on USA Up All Night because there's no way that that much boob was on regular TV. No. Uh, okay. Cut out the boobs. Uh-huh. Cut out the nudity. Yeah. This is a PG movie starring Cary Grant. Okay. With, with, with I no mean, breasts. With no breasts, this is Philadelphia story, just not quite as funny. Well, it's a Philadelphia story. I mean, we, we well, have, it's pillow we have, talk. We have a drastic age difference. I think that that's worth talking about. Pillow that, talk, move over, darling. But none of those are huge age differences. Yes, I, I don't none know. None of but, them but are. They take criminal, out the breasts, and this is G rated. Take out the breasts, and this is G rated. Uh, no, take out the breasts, and it's it's criminally eighties PG rated because the eighties mentality of that a. 17 year old max 18 year old is 
it's it's hugely problematic. It does a really great job of making you very Michael Caine sympathetic. I it really does. And we'll that, get into that in a minute, but like they do they they try really hard to make us realize that this is a child. They they work they at do. that. They work at making this being a child. She they takes s- her retainer out. <laughs> Before asking him to make love to her, oh or maybe right goodness. before, I don't know. Like it, it's it's painful. This I mean, was probably in the first month of films that I watched on USA Up All Night. Um, my first experience with you up USA Up All Night, I believe, was a double feature of Toxic Avenger and Swamp Thing. Okay, so gross stuff. Well, Toxic Avenger was a gross trauma movie that was basically just a movie made on a minimal, minimal budget to show boobs and blood and just to gross people out. And then Swamp Thing was an entire thing in the 80s in in adult comic books. I don't know how much you're interested in that. I'm not interested. I knew that it existed. I'm I'm pretty good at knowing zeitgeist. But Swamp Thing, I believe Alan Moore was writing Swamp Thing at the time. It was very sexual, very psychedelic, very much earth and humans and life and all things being connected. Uh, I believe Swamp Thing was the origin of John Constantine Hellblazer, later played by uh, Keanu Reeves and others. Um, Right. I think played very heavily in Neil Gaiman's Sandman. That's a lot. I think that's the origin of uh, the the character of Lucifer, who has a pretty huge TV show that's that's come since. A TV show that got canceled and then revived, I think. Yeah. So, uh, so this is a a series that, but also a series that created what we call the DC uh, Vertigo imprint or a imprint for adult readers. Okay, and was then turned into a kids television show with a theme song based on Wild Thing or Swamp Thing. <laughs> you are amazing. Oh no! You fight everything. Ugh, nasty. So lazy. <laughs> and Toxic Avenger actually became a children's col- uh, t- cartoon series as well. Um, with, I believe, Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders, Toxic Crusaders. They're gross, but they still get girls. <laughs> oh, ew. I think that that's, I mean, I will not say it. Michael Caine is not gross. He's a very handsome man in this movie, but that that feels like like we <laughs> but we're it's still hot. But in like 92 93 when watching RoboCop the TV series or the or the, the children's cartoon series, Toxic Crusaders the children's cartoon series, Swamp Thing the children's cartoon series like, "Oh, like I wonder what they're based on." And then you get in there like, "Oh, this like, is not yeah, like, not things for got kids. Real. Not things for kids. Things got real, but And then, really, I mean, I think like this movie in general, I mean, what this is 84? 84, yeah. 84. So, right. So, you know, when we were three and four years old, our parents were not like, oh, can't watch this. But this definitely was on, when it was on TV, it would have been a no. Um, and, and USA Up All Night. I mean, any USA Up All Night that you or I saw. Would have been a no. Would have been a no if anybody was aware. But I watched this on USA Up All Night. Uh-huh. And then this heavily played on what we said, the, the $2 a month premium quote-unquote premium channel encore i think encore is now a huge deal i think stars yeah. and encore are part of a whatever yeah i think so but encore was a, the the 299 you know it was ten dollars for hbo but it was two dollars for encore so of course my parents sprung for encore and this really? movie played heavily i don't think my parents like as much as you like want to like kind of whatever like kind of slightly class war on things like that i don't think my parents paid for any premium mm. channels ever it was when they were free previews that my dad bought every blank VHS that there was possible. And like literally we could not turn the TV on because it was recording all day long. He like, he had said it and we just had to, we just had to like, just for like, if we wanted, we could watch whatever was on that he was recording. He didn't really care. He just recorded indiscriminately and we'll see if it was a movie worth watching, but it was a movie and it was a free movie. We just sat down today with my cousin to eat and he was talking about trying to introduce his children to hot shots. No, the hot shots or UHF? The hot shots. He said okay. hot shots. Yeah, okay, UHF is a movie that I have seen more than 200 times. If you were into the BBS scene in the late 80s, early 90s, before, kind of the proto-internet, I helped very much in 
transcribing VH uh, UHF for uh, the script that uh, that was distributed pretty widely in early BBS scenes. So, uh, so there's that. I'm uh, nodding. I, I don't think anybody gets that. <laughs> but he did then said that his uh, children were very much not interested in Hot Shots. But Aww. Hot Shots was kind of the big movie that everybody watched that Friday when we had the HBO free preview. Yeah, I remember watching Hot Shots. I don't remember if I watched Hot Shots in the theater. I know I definitely watched Hot Shots part duh, in the theater. Um. Oh, man. Hot Shots <laughs> featuring Carrie Elwes. Oh, Carrie Elwes. Love Carrie Elwes. We had a, a, a moment to meet here uh, about two years ago. Delightful. And he was delightful. We felt upset that we had to leave him. He oh just wanted to keep talking to us. There's a, a line. There was a line of people who paid money to like see him and get you know his signature. Well, we all got a book, the Princess Bride book that he wrote. We got a copy of that. We had watched a, a, a copy. We'd watched the movie, had him talk about it with an interview. And it was fantastic. But he was so delightful and just like, you know, we had a, our photo op and then we were just talking about, you know, how much he meant. And he was like, really? How so? And I'm like, oh, tell gosh. me more about that. Like, <laughs> what? What? Like, like I, oh, I, my husband used to have a pony. Like, oh, like that. Right, like, like, oh, well, like, part of our, like, I don't know. I don't know. That's confusing. He's like, he's like, can I give you a hug? I'm like, um, yes, please. Yes, And the, of course, the person in front of us was an Iraqi war veteran with a dog. And he just wanted to he talk about the dog, the dog for 20 minutes. You could like, tell, like, like, there was, like, a, you know, the, the drape behind him that was, like, the photo op drape of... of oh, like, we need to get the dog in the picture. And you can see, like, like the dog's got, tail oh, you're, underneath, oh, 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 like... You, like, you, you only have one leg. Oh, your, your like, knee. Like, like, we can't like, get the dog like, 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 in the picture. The <laughs> he was, like, so Britishly delightful. Yeah, the dog stays in the picture. When when we live in a world where Carrie Elwes has left us, the dog stays in the picture should be his his biography. He oh, is oh, delightful. He's so I adorable. I love him. If you ever have the chance to see him in anything, to to meet him, go for it. Absolutely. So, Support so, him in all filmography. Like, yes, he's just fantastic. I've been to so many conventions. I've met so many people who are into fandom and he takes the cake times 10 of of anybody i've ever come across it will absolutely include our photo with carrie elways oh okay this, okay in yes this Instagram <laughs> post. <laughs> so so yes that's my experiences i'm sure i saw this on usa up all night and it, it's pretty Besides the fact that people are are doing each other, it's pretty innocent. There's not a lot it of really bad words. There's there's it really kind of is very comic violence. It 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 feels like pillow talk or Philadelphia story. It's if you're watching it on USA, it's pretty innocent. It, it really kind of was. I mean, I overall without the pr- like just out there problematic age difference in what we're talking about and really at its core if if Jennifer was 3 years older then like, we wouldn't really be talking about this at all. Can we just come up with one line in ADR? They even say like how school in Connecticut or whatever. Like, well, they did say how school in Connecticut, but I think that's where she lives. Like, like, like her, with her how's mother. college? True. Like that just change that line. How's college? This movie is they're still Problems. It's still problematic, but if she's eighteen and like we were doing math, like he's forty three, and he says he's twenty years younger. She says he's twenty eight, and they settle on twenty five, which means she might be eighteen. Maybe I, I don't. Maybe that seventeen to eighteen shouldn't be that important, but it just feels important. It's enough. very. Can important. we just make her twenty? She can still be his baby girl. She's a sophomore in college. She's old for her age. I mean, but I'm not saying that a seventeen or eighteen year old girl can't be sexual. That's not a thing. That's not not a thing. And I can't say that a seventeen year old girl can't have set her sights on this man that she's kind of had a crush on her whole life. But I just don't think you can't. I mean, in this day and age now, if this if they were to ever, which they won't, they won't remake this movie. It's not worth it's not worth all the things they'd have to try and figure out. She just can't be the predator. Right. I mean, and they really do make that that the thing with this movie that it's really her that she's pushing hard that not I, I don't think that they 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 let him off the hook. 
which to which I th- I appreciate. He is he is has issues with it. He does struggle with it, but he does he is complacent and all of those things happen, but they do work really hard to make you feel bad for him. I mean, I was like, this is later on. I mean, I have like lots of little notes here. We have and there. a lot of notes. <laughs> well, I don't really honestly have as many notes about this movie as I do with some other things because it was just like, it was funny. There were funny moments and there were this and that, but like it just kind of the bottom line is like, there are all these scenes, especially they're like silent scenes. They've got a lot of music, which the music in this movie is so on the nose. It is like, you know, oh, I must be doing something right. <laughs> like I like we're sailing like literally when um, Demi Moore is parasailing. You know, the beginning is just like welcome to me more. Yes, welcome is. to me more. We've, you said that. I know, but welcome still. <laughs> she is going to show up in this podcast. She is. She I, is. I have a sneaking suspicion she may show up next week. Oh, she might. I don't know. We hadn't even discussed it, but it's very possible. Um. So, so yeah, I mean, it's the, all the music is very like on and like very cutesy and like almost Neil Simon like, and just like, and the beginning is this whole blaming on Rio song where we got this really seventies voice. Like she's way up here and he's way down here and then we're going to harmonize. And it sounds terrible. No one, there's really low bar on music in this era. Just going to throw that out there. Terrible. Hugely hugely long opening scene with everyone's name and this terrible song and everybody sounds horrible but whatever we might need some theme songs in movies again maybe we do but this this is just like baby on Rio. this wasn't Rio. quite bat dance level sorry no that, I, I i retract that statement we love prince bat dance may have been a, a, oh, a low prince. point prince i mean whatever but I definitely have like written down here is like I think that all the under the table stuff like you know it's a completely there's no words they're at dinner you know they're at dinner multiple times or at breakfast multiple times no one is really talking there's just music and she's like taunting him under the table you know trying to like touch him inappropriately and he's trying to thwart her I think we're supposed to think this is funny and I'm just cringing the whole time I keep waiting for Joey Baloney to like figure out what's going on and below his top which i know is not gonna happen because that's not the way this movie is really designed but it it was uncomfortable for me like i knew that they were this was played for laughs we're also laughing in this moment i'm just like (laughs) i can't handle it it's 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 awkwardly awful that's one of my notes i know many movies where people are touching each other's genitals under a table right it happens during a scene just playfully because they're trying to like, ha, 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 like, oh, like your family's here and I'm right. going to touch your balls. And I've not seen that okay in with so that. many movies. If that's happened to you in real life, send us, <laughs> reach out to us. I want to hear that story because you are dating a sadist or a, a, a sociopath. This person does not care about you. No, they're like. This is not playful. No, They're like, it's like, awful. Oh, this matters little to me. But if if this gets out in the open, like if they, they know, see my they foot know, on your crotch, it, like your entire life is ruined. Well, and not even if I get a little laugh. Out life of it. is ruined, but even if it's a situation where it's like meet the parents or whatever, like maybe your life isn't ruined, but they know that you're uncomfortable with it. So why do you care about this person? They don't care about you. Stop. <laughs> internalize that right now that person who wants to like completely make you uncomfortable in in any situation like nope they don't care about you they are a narcissist yeah we'll uh we'll do a four-way with you guys on better help uh better help if you want to sponsor us come on over right sure like we we want people to be in healthy relationships yeah if you're in a relationship we're all about i mean they're gonna be complete transparency we're all about like like some like sexy banter and some sexy like slightly sexy stuff in public oh, but absolutely. everyone has to be a hundred percent on board you do not need to be trying to make someone uncomfortable no, if you're pushing and someone past then it's no. not sexy if you're anymore. trying to Sorry. like like embarrass them no it's not cool not cool okay now back to now back to funny stuff <laughs> so the next thing i have written down is stanley donnan right director i made you stop talking about him earlier you were gonna look him up I really wasn't going to look him up. I know, I mean, I know that Stanley Donnan's a director, mm-hmm. but 
a director who was never nominated but won an Oscar. Okay. He wasn't nominated, but he's he won never been nominated for an Oscar, but he did win a Lifetime Achievement Award. Okay. So very different from Peter O'Toole, who was nominated like seven times and right, never and won. Never won. Right. Never nominated. Interesting. Okay. So I, I kind of said this kind of felt like a farce from earlier on, and that it maybe did. you know that if if Cary Grant and Marilyn Monroe had been the main characters, or I don't know exactly Cary Grant and Judy Garland's age difference. I I, I don't know like much difference. old Hollywood. Um. So, but. Stanley Donnan. This is his final feature film. Okay. Uh, so he never made another movie after this. Um, he is known for directing Singing in the Rain. Which I love. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers. Which I love, but it's also problematic. Mm, we really want to get is, into it. Yeah. There's a there's a group kidnapping. Funny Face. Okay. The love. Pajama Game. Kiss okay. Them for Me. Okay. Damn Yankees. Once More with Feeling. Okay. Two for the Road. Okay. Be Dazzled. We're getting into some I don't know. Okay, but... Staircase. Okay. Lucky Lady. Okay. Are you ready, babe? Right. Are you ready? Take a deep breath. Charade. He did, he did direct Charade? He directed Charade. If you guys don't know us, Charade is our movie. It really is. If I probably have Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure as my favorite movie, or maybe Casablanca, if we're not going on just... You know, if you're if not going trying on to be quality a and not what you actually like, <laughs> I don't know. What, what's yours? I mean, Charade is probably my favorite movie. It, but Charade is our favorite movie. It if is. It's, but I, I introduce you to Charade. Yes. It, it, it's definitely been one of my favorite movies. I mean, there are a couple others that maybe if, if Chuck... Chuck, if you want a movie crush, there might be a couple others that I might talk about. Um, but Charade, I mean, I love, I mean, I love Cary Grant. I've grown up loving Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn in a lot of different movies and a lot of different things. You talked about Philadelphia Story. Um, we talked about My Fair Lady just being on, like, on the videotape mm-hmm. with um, Romancing the Stone that we were always fast forwarding to watch My Fair Lady. That's just been my world and their banter is so good and the movie is amazing it feels like a hitchcock it's not a hitchcock i always have to remind myself that it's not a hitchcock it's a stanley donnan it's it's, it's a, a blame it on rio it's a blame it on rio and honestly don't know but the age difference could be as drastic with Cary grant and audrey hepburn but they are just older in that movie. I don't know exactly what the age difference is. They joke about the age difference. but We he, should throw that into going deeper. We need to look okay, at the age we'll difference the age between difference. Michael, Mike O'Kane. Mike O'Kane. And, um, and Michelle Johnson. Johnson. Yeah. And the age difference between Cary Grant and Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. We'll compare it. Yeah. Uh, that blew my flipping mind. I but never not remembered really it. Though. I mean, I just, I, I've never remembered who the director is on that. It, it's so good. It's a good caper. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it. It was remade poorly, poorly later in like, uh, I, I don't even remember what it's called. Two thousand. The Truth About Charlie. The Truth About Charlie, which, With, I mean, honest, Marky Mark, we love Marky Mark. Fanny Newton is amazing. Yes, um, but she she's returned to her, her actual name. Um, Tandy was kind of a mistake and she's just gone with it because really? yes, because like Hollywood, why she didn't want to rock the boat, Okay, but we will deeper dive and I will look at it for sure. Um, so that I make sure I get it right. Uh, so yeah, this is directed by our favorite movie director kind of. and it's, so, so look at that. Like, like, or, or what's charade look like with a hundred breasts in it? <laughs> and that's no basically breasts. this There's movie. no breasts in charade. There is some really we like pretty strangely graphic, but also kind of clean death scenes with, uh, there's Walter Matthau in that movie. There's. I've just pictured James Coburn walking James around Coburn. in a Speedo with like a hundred uh, topless women. I mean. And you, that might get you going. You know what? <laughs> I mean, James Coburn in Charade at that moment in the 1960s, not so much. He's a little lanky for me, but Gap Ads. I did a report, I kind of have a, a, a fashion background and did this whole 
uh, study and report into like uh, marketing and aging. And there's a gap ad in the 90s or maybe even the early 2000s with James Coburn in a jean jacket and his like white beard. Yowza. So <laughs> just going to say. He re- you guys, if I'm ever dead and you're listening to this and you're wanting to get Jenny going, <laughs> throw in Maverick with Mel Gibson. <laughs> Not with Bill Gibson. No, no, no. No, it's no, got no. James Coburn as a silver fox. He is a silver fox. And James Garner is yes. in the- that's I'm not interested in Mel Gibson, but James Garner and, and James, James Coburn. Coburn at that moment. So yes, guys, if, if I'm no longer <laughs> with us and you're listening to this and you're thinking like, how do I get this woman interested? Just throw that on the TV. And uh, I have an old Hollywood background. You're welcome. It's complicated. You're, you're welcome, guys. It's complicated. From, from beyond the grave. <laughs> All of this is complicated now. All right. So actually looking at my notes and talking, now that we're talking about the actual movie, there were some things in here that I wondered, was this kind of revolutionary for the time? There's a lot of Michael Caine talking to us as like a video diary. It's a Greek chorus. Right. But but as a video diary, speaking to... The real world? Right, I mean, we're modern we're, family. We're totally used to to that now. That is something we're used to seeing all the time. And yes, as a Greek chorus, like stepping out and kind of breaking the fourth. But wall. the way it's shot, I mean, yes. shoot, we got UFC upstairs. Like the Ultimate Fighter is shot like this. Every Everything every reality is shot like this. TV show has a closet that people go into and talk to us as an audience and talk to and give us a little background. I don't and feel like is, doing the research. If you guys know, send us something. I mean, I, I wonder if this is this is revolutionary at the time. That and also, I was curious. Like we only saw it once where they're on the plane and he's talking about Rio and kind of like his wife has basically said, hey, I'm leaving you um, or I'm thinking about leaving you. I'm not going to go on this trip with you. Um, and he's like just thinking about Rio and he, and he looks out into the window and we see the airplane wing and it's almost like a Siegfried Follies, like black and white movie like little little clip with all these like beautiful bathing beauties on the wings and like they're you know flapping and flying and dancing and and whatever and I kind of thought it's we see this again it's such an interesting choice to cut this in is that this little compilation because it feels very 90s it feels very like you know all the 90s had a lot of like flash 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 yeah. all this different I mean, that stuff. felt tarantino-esque it was almost. it was a very interesting choice or maybe oliver I, stone like uh natural born killers style it uh, was to me it felt very early and i would have liked it would have been very much an insight into that character if we'd seen it other times mm-hmm into you know honestly like as he's going into kind of this existential crisis it would have been a lot of opportunities to show other things like that are you familiar with the early hbo show dream on uh very tangentially i knew it existed but i don't i never watched it i'm exactly there maybe if we can find some dream on maybe we'll do it for this podcast but that's a i feel like that flashed back to old old uh found footage i I know very little about it. I don't even know if you can find it anymore. I think HBO Max has scrubbed it from existence. And oh, HBO like, Max. Dream on. Real sex. Come on, guys. Give us a chance. We should be able to see the ridiculous things that we wanted to see. If we can see the Snyder Cut, if, if you can handle that bandwidth, you can handle the bandwidth of people that are interested in real sex for. You know, that's... <laughs> it, it, there's, I mean, there's seven of us. We all have one silk shirt from leftover from back then. <laughs> but I mean, I was just, I was, I know this is not really a podcast about movie making, but I was really curious how revolutionary was this at the time with those couple of, of inserts. Um, then I just have a note about wallpaper. Oh, there's so much wallpaper. It's so much wallpaper. So much. But you know what? It's, it's back. It's back. It's all of the wallpaper we saw, all these palm fronds, all this crazy. The richest people we know just oh. did their house, and it looks exactly. There's so much wallpaper. <laughs> it looks exactly like the house they're staying at. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's very cool now. I mean, it'll come in cycles again, but it definitely, it, but that level of wallpaper, that exact, like you could. You could do your house now in the exact wallpaper from this this home, and it would be cool. 
Now, wallpaper in the 90s, which came a little later, was not that type of wallpaper. No, I It was very much about, like, mauve. Everything was mauve. I had a border in my room, and it had ducks on it. Yes. And my mother was like, don't you like ducks? like, I don't dislike ducks. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we're from Tennessee. You know, there's a proud hunting tradition. And your dad has a proud hunting tradition. Yes. Does he really hunt ducks that much, though? He hunted the ducks for a while. He... Followed the Robertsons duck dynasty around for years, kind of before they were a thing, back when they all had short hair and were kids. And I don't know, but uh, I never, I always, I inherited the outdoor lifestyle, the love of nature, the love of the forest. I never inherited kind of the love of the juicier parts of hunting. (laughs) I I don't like butchering. I don't like field dressing. But you do like having a butcher. Oh, I do. I, I have an amazing. If if anybody lives in the Nashville area, Thor at Urban Grub, yeah, send him an email. He will hook you up. The best butcher in in For town. Reals. For reals. Yes. So I have a butcher named Thor. So that is amazing. Though <laughs> <laughs> so wallpaper, yeah, coming back in a lot of different ways. Um, then I have we have troubadours. I was hoping because the the the, the at the beginning with the harmonica and then like at the beach with yeah, the same two guys. Same two. We saw the Why same two Why don't they come back they like don't every again. 20 minutes they playing a different have. song? They should have. We had enough music. We had enough opportunities that we should have seen them every in every like scene change. I would have never put that together, but I'm there. I mean, that feels like Wes Anderson Very. in um, The Life Aquatic, yes. where the, the guy's playing the mm-hmm. acoustic Portuguese David Bowie songs. Right. It kind of felt like that. Like, it was, I loved it. I was like, oh, great, they're back. Like, are they going to kind of be with us as just this through line? And then they weren't. It was really kind of disappointing. They should have been there. Oh, my goodness. That would have, oh, you could have brought this into the 90s with just that. That would have been so cool. I mean, even Gilmore Girls had a troubadour, like, just on the corner all the time. Do we want to see Wes Anderson's Blame It on Rio? Ooh. I mean, Wes Anderson is very big on some midlife crises. Yes. On some inappropriate. Who, who, who would play these parts now? I mean, is this Bill Murray and can we get Gene Hackman out of retirement? Or are they too old? I mean, Jake Hackman, I think he's he's given it up for sure. Like, yeah. I don't know how to get him. If back. we could do Bill Murray and Gene Bill Hackman Murray, as the two I main mean, characters, I love Bill Murray. No, but like, not so much. But we've seen a lot of Bill Murray. I don't think. I think Owen Murray's, and Luke Wilson. He's too old for this role. He, we need someone in their forties. I mean, do we do Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson? I don't even think or, Ben Stiller and, and Owen Wilson are, are too in old? their forties anymore. We need to think about that. I don't know. Well, I mean. 43 is not what 43 used to be. No, it's not. I mean, we're not far away from that. But if I had hair like Michael O'Kane had, <laughs> would you which, still love me? I would still love you, which I have a note about his hair his, as well. Which one is the perm? I don't think either one is the Is perm. it the wave I or think, is it the poof? I think the poof. I think they're both his natural hair. I think the poof is his hair. Well, maybe the poop is a perm, but the wave is him trying to be like a business dude with a guy with curly hair. That is that is rough. Hairstyles in this movie are they're wild. pretty terrible. But that's him like being kind of straight laced and professional, like taming that mane. Um, but that's exactly what I have. Like as he's getting a little bit more relaxed and like things are becoming more unraveled and whatever, his hair is curlier. It's very much like Kathleen Turner in Romancing the Stone as her hair gets more relaxed as well. It's it's just a subtle nod to our character's uh, uh, status. So next note I have is as they're in the car on the way to the house yes, and they're talking about their when they have to be home. What's that called? Um, what? It's been so long since I've had to be home. At a certain time, they're curfews. Yes, I want to say quarantines. I'm sorry. (laughs) This year, guys. uh, This year, that's just the way it is, guys. But they're they're curfews. I feel like the libidos of the teenage girls seem more threatening than the libidos of the mid 40s guys. You know that I would not have thought that, but they're pretty rampant. They're like ready and raring to go. They're like, we're gonna be hot and we want to be out. Like we're cute and we're gonna get boning and like how late can we bone and they're like freaking out about it but they're the ones that are about to start the problems it's true 
I mean, it's true. Like, they're all about, like, we're in Rio. Like, because you th- this, this whole thing is posited. Well, originally, Michael Caine was planning a trip to take with his wife to kind of maybe rekindle some things um, being in this kind of sexier place. And then she's not, like, Valley Harper's, like, out. She's going to her own vacation. She doesn't want to be a part of it. And, yeah, the daughters are, like, hot, 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 you know, gonna get a hot to trot in Rio. Next note that I have is that I love the neighbor. Oh, Who the is he? <laughs> I want more of him. He show and he shows back up more than I thought he would. He really and does. It makes me so happy. Every time I see him, I smile. He's funny. I love him. He he kind of reminds me. Um, um, do you remember Barefoot in the Park? Um, the upstairs, like, like attic mm. neighbor who just kind of instigates a little bit, but it's just kind of <laughs> this, you know this worldly uh elderly man that 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 just is part of a culture that they're not aware of i just i i felt like if this had been made in 1992 it would have been christopher Plummer, and it would have been really racially insensitive i would have made christopher Plummer into a, a hispanic man yes they might have gonna honestly say you're like uncle not your uncle that we saw today at a soccer game was oh, really channeling some Christopher Plummer <laughs> vibes with his new stash <laughs> I, th- I thought that all day and I hadn't said it so sorry <laughs> the next note I have is this is a PG movie and oh my goodness boobs everywhere there's a lot of boobs and just like natural boobs gotta give it to some natural boobs it's kind of refreshing to see some natural boobs in a movie that are not augmented in, in some sort of way I don't know how they filmed this there were too many people for everybody to be an extra. Some of those people had to just be on the beach. Maybe not. I don't know. I, I've never. I don't know. I've, I've not, pro, you know, produced a motion picture with more than eight extras ever. So I don't know. But that was, that beach scene was something. And I remember being maybe 15 and seeing this movie on Encore for the first time and thinking like, this is too much to handle. <laughs> And uh, in my 40s, seeing this movie and thinking, like, this is a little too much to handle on a different way. And I, I wonder maybe if, have I skipped the point in my life where I'm just okay with the human body? And have I already become, like, the middle-aged white guy on the beach? I don't know. I'd, I'm, I've known you for a long time, and I don't think you would have ever been truly comfortable with this. I don't know. I, I, I try to be more and more comfortable with, with that it's just, it's just who we are. You it know? was just not what we're used to. That's just, we, there's no new or, or like topless beaches anywhere that we're in Tennessee. If right. We're t- pretty landlocked for one. I mean, when I first moved here as a kid um, from Miami and people talk about the beach, I was like, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me. I think there's no beaches, um, no beaches. Here. Yeah, I feel and like if you if the lake, if you'd like, lived in oh. Miami for forty years, yeah, I think you'd think different about. Right, but I did not live in Miami for forty yeah, years. Yeah, living in Miami for forty years would have given you a different opinion on breasts. I mean, I have fairly okay opinion on breasts, but I've had them for forty years, so it's a little different. But I mean, but I have not seen, despite what all eighties and nineties movies would make you think. We have not all been exposed to each other's breasts. Sorry to dispel that. I, I, that just makes me so sad. I'm sorry, but it's the it's the truth. Like you guys didn't all shower together. No. Like, no. like I've never showered at high school. No, we didn't shower in high it school. It just seems like you should have. Like what no. about after gym class? No. When you're all dirty. I know, but we never did. We, did, we didn't work out. We played pickleball. <laughs> I played shuffleboard in gym class. Oh, uh, we played pickleball. We or had, poker, you know. Or, um, uh, but like when you guys ball. had slumber parties, you didn't have topless pillow fights and didn't shower together. And <laughs> No, sorry. Like, what about when you were trying on, like, various lingeries? Or... Nobody owned lingerie. Nobody. <sighs> I don't. I mean, people may have teddies now, but no one wore a teddy under anything. Under real clothes? No. Never happened. <sighs> I was so lied to by Slumber you Party were. and Sorority House Massacre movies. You were. Sorry. Oh, man. Porkies, you... Porkies, you lie. Porkies, you lie. Yes. Sorry. Sorry to dispel all of that. But I know. But I just have a note. Glasses. Michael King's glasses are out of control. They look like a 
RuPaul would wear those glasses right now. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying about that. RuPaul is a fantastic human oh, being, and I love RuPaul. But we brought up, but I'm a teen, uh, but I'm a cheerleader, right? I think so. I think recently we brought up, but I'm a cheerleader, and yes, I mean RuPaul is amazing. Yes, do keep doing your thing. Uh, the contouring makeup might be getting a little much. I don't think for RuPaul. Um, there's a lot of contouring that's happening in a lot of like drag race and all those things, but the, the glasses were worn by a man, not in drag, like a, a person who spends their time in drag, but when they're not in drag, th- these are the glasses that they wear because they're still being fabulous and flamboyant. Uh, so, but yeah, they're, they're crazy. Um, and then I have a quote that Joey Baloney says, and that is, that lady is my kind of guy. But I kind of dig it. You're kind of my kind of guy, babe. I know. I, I, I know. Like, she's, like, smoking a cigar. And he's, like, super attracted to, like, how kind of badass she is. And I was like, okay, I dig that. Like, he's not – he really wasn't looking for just some, like, floozy on the beach. He really wasn't. And I, I kind of respected – like, he wanted this kind of powerhouse woman who, like – she defined who she was. So I respected that. I will tell this story and it, it was maybe not the best moment of my life, but I look back on it very fondly now, but I called, I was having a really bad day and I called Jenny. She was on a business trip and I told her about my bad day and she couldn't hear me because it was too loud. And so her response to my having a really bad day was, I'm a badass lady boss with a cigar and a bourbon. I'm teaching these losers how to party. <laughs> and we've worked through a lot of that. And now, years later, I can think, like, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> it, was, it took us some time. It took us a little bit of work. You know, it was not my best day. But looking back, I can think, that's my kind of guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I respected it. I respected it. But then my next note is, how true is this to Brazilian culture? Are we watching a huge farce? Because I don't know enough about Brazilian culture and about, I mean, we aren't truly in carnival in this. No, but- I think Ipanema Beach, it is not legal to be topless on. Okay. I think I've, I've seen that on, on a, in a you know, thing about this. But then again, carnival is very boob forward so it is but this isn't happening during carnival i'm curious about the wedding like does everybody just strip off and jump in the beach after the wedding right there's a lot of interesting things happening in the wedding i'm gonna be part of that wedding if that's the case (laughs) i mean let's 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 go to a wedding in in rio if that's how it works but then then we also have some like fortune teller slash like kind of voodoo type of stuff and like i don't know i don't know if that's if that's really the case i've never known that to be but i i've i don't know i really truly don't know and so that wasn't part of my cringe of this movie oh i cringed big time at the end where he says i need some objective professional help and then he goes to the voodoo lady that's true i mean i I don't know but i just don't feel like that level of black haitian style voodoo if I'm wrong, send us a message. I, we'll, we'll bring it up and going deeper. We'll bring it up and going deeper because we'll look but, into it. But I really don't know. I mean, there is an an African slave trade history in in Brazil. You know, I mean, but I I, I don't know if that level of superstition is, is common there. I don't know. Um, so, but it definitely, even if that is based on reality, it still made me cringe a little bit. Uh, that definitely did. I mean, but in, in terms of like the wedding, I mean, the wed- it, like it was done so well. Except for I did say like the bride and groom were like having no fun. No, the like they're still like, this, in like a standing pavilion, there, just standing in their there white and, clothes. Like everybody else is like stripped down to their undies and swimming. And everybody else is yeah, everybody else is partying like around them, which just seems kind of boring to me. But I mean, we're going to a wedding in a couple of weeks. If everybody's like take off your clothes and go swimming, like that might be a blast. I mean, no, I mean, well, like everybody was leaving on like. The bare minimum, right? <laughs> I don't know. We didn't see anyone from the waist down. That that's one thing that this movie did was it was it was shot waist up a hundred percent of the time. There were no butts, no butts. Um, there was one butt. 
Um, okay, there, that's true. Once After having sex on the beach, the, okay, they was... have sex on the beach, and she is laying on her stomach, that's and true. she is so smooth and so clean on the back and the butt. That's true. And I think that Michael Caine is probably still washing sand out of various places <laughs> after that scene. And I appreciated later on when she was watch- when she was writing her diary that she was still digging sand out of her belly button. Like, there is no chance in hell that somebody has had sex on the beach and now they've rolled over and they are no. completely sand-free. Not a chance. Sand gets in the darndest it's places. It's terrible. Like, it does not... Sex We've got sand terrible. in sandals. We haven't been to a beach in two years because of COVID. And there is still sand in various bags and sandals and hats that we own. And Probably. But yeah, that sounds terrible. But one thing that like, so my next note is the music is just so on the nose. And I said this earlier, but it it is almost, you said like farce, like it, it, it really comes at, the music does that. The music is like, now we're in this new scene and we're talking about this. This is exactly what's happening in our scene. And I then felt we like... have someone way up here. Then we have someone <laughs> way down here. Same the same thing. I felt like the music from this seemed like the music from Team America World Police. <laughs> yeah. It was just saying like, like just narrating what is happening in the scene. Or Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back or something. Or it's right. like, justice is dead. Or so Jay thinks. You know? right, like just, just like, yeah, like telling us exactly what just happening. happened. Like in case you weren't sure what just happened, that I'm gonna tell you right now. And then I have men friendship. Hmm. Not too macho. You know, like for all the '80s movies, and for this kind of highly macho character of Joey Baloney, like. They have a really great friendship. They're like brothers. Even earlier in the movie, they get they get to the house and they're like dancing with each other. Like I don't think going, we could have that today. No, I don't think we could have had think, that in '96. Somebody would have I don't said think in 2006 something we inappropriate about it. But they like they really like love each other and they're hurt by each other's betrayal. But like. Uh, Joey Baloney, when he doesn't know that Michael Caine is, you know, the one who's having this affair with his daughter, he's like really looking to him in this really vulnerable spot to help him figure it out and figure like it. I was impressed yeah. by by the level of connection that they had, and uh, even the level of connection they had at the end, you know, because they didn't really blame the women, mm-hmm. which I will appreciate as well, like. Valerie Harper kind of blamed the 17, 18-year-old girl a little bit. But the movie did as well. The movie really made her a predator. Mm -hmm. And she even said, like, he didn't stand a chance. He's still an adult and is still the master of his actions. So let's let's not, like, give that up. But they didn't say, like, those bitches and, like, then, you know, right off into the sunset together. They really were owning their own mistakes and their own transgressions against each other and realizing that they were still as important in each other's lives. So I appreciated that, and I appreciated how, like, just, like, bromancy they really were. Yeah, I mean, outside of maybe Clerks or Lonesome Dove, like, is there a movie? I mean, and... It's it's great. Like, like, we're not here to put any agendas on anything, you know. We, right. You know, if you want to, you know, view something as homoerotic or what, you know, that we're not trying to down that, but just a really brotherly love kind of movie. And it is. I mean, so much so that, like I said, I thought their friendship really stemmed from the fact that, like. Valerie Harper and Joey Baloney were brother and sister, and so they were truly family. Yeah, you really felt that. You you, you said that three or four times, mm-hmm. and have knowing you know I I know this movie, you don't, and and yeah, you definitely. I kind of had to like no, hold on, no, hold I, on yeah, I had without. no idea that the end that they had actually been having an affair, and I was I didn't think it fit. I didn't see where they like would have connected well. I mean, they had chemistry, but they had chemistry like a brother and sister, not like some people who were having an affair. The next thing I have is animal handling must have been a nightmare. Oh my gosh, there were so many parrots and There's monkeys. There's three monkeys in the first 20 minutes. In the house. 
There's a monkey in the house. The there's a monkey on the beach. House. There's a monkey. There's monkeys everywhere. There's a chimpanzee at the wedding. A different, I mean, a whole different ball game. Like that thing will eat your freaking face. Um, there's a there's a dozen parrots. Seven two cans in and the house. No, is there a scene without an animal? I don't know. They're everywhere. I'm not sure. They are everywhere. This movie must have been a nightmare to make. I think it was the first film actually like legally filmed in Rio in in a bunch of years. And got it. Yeah, this must have been a nightmare. So they were just trying to make it as like tropical as possible. But I'm sorry, I do not want to rent a house where there's parrots and monkeys just already living. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that I invaded inner space. I'm gonna back out of here. I mean, right we now. went to Punta Cana one time and they had a parrot there, and we go to Playa Mujeres now because there's no right. monkey there. I don't want. I don't want or there's parrot. no parrot there. There are big there giant are big lizards and iguanas, but they kind of stay in their own space. They're not. They're gonna sleep on your bed if you. If you leave, they're gonna they're gonna sleep on your bed. Right there, but, but they're, they're not gonna come on your bed while you're they're there. They're not interested in you, and yeah. they're a feral cats, which we're all about. Yes, that's actually really all of I had in my notes. I had diaries, like just the fact that thinking about as a as a teenager who also kept a diary occasionally, like like why why would you document any of these things that you would never want anyone ever to read past that point everything was just slightly cringeworthy we were playing the whole game of will he will the dad find out will he not find out like all of those things back and forth and it's just like ah like everybody's making me slightly uncomfortable i mean there were definitely funny moments and it had it had some good it had some good jokes without being just like just in your face jokey with them and really good physical comedy. We we did talk about love, love a middle-aged man fight. Oh my goodness. So good. And Always so good. This one had a middle-aged man fight and then Michael Caine went down to his purple designer underwear. Yes. And then and they had then a had second middle-aged man fight with Michael Caine in his underwear. I really didn't think we'd get any better than Colin Firth and Hugh Grant. I think and we topped it. I think we I did think too. We I think they saw this it. and they they modeled their fight after this. The sheet fight, I mean. Um, so good. Yes. That that chemistry was fantastic. I, I would... That would not play today no like that is a moment in time it is and i uh, those are men that are like really comfortable in themselves and knowing their relationship and knowing like what's real yeah i don't think if we any, did it today it would be borat it would and be that's over just the top it's, and it's too much sexual and there was a lot of sexual innuendo with this i mean the, <laughs> there's a little se- there was not much sexual innuendo with this it was there was just it was a momentary joke caught yeah caught by the housekeeper who caught who's caught every situation thus far so she just thinks that michael kane is like a pansexual but um i have notes of so many carrots <laughs> like, is, that is a serious carrot and raisin salad he is shredding so he would have shredded so much of his finger in all of that anybody who shredded any cheese or carrots like with a grater not with like no i mean mythical chef josh will tell you that having a little bit of knuckle meat in there is really <laughs> what flavors your dish well but the demi moore who was now a vegetarian would not have she would not like that. human knuckle meat no 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 demi moore uh man her line like you know, does he tell you he loves you? No, he's like, you'll get used to it. Oh, dang. It was so... That was dark. I I just said that was... That was like the Corey Feldman moment in Goonies. Like, you know what this one is? This is my wish. (laughs) This is my dreams. And it didn't come true. So I'm taking it back. I'm taking them all back. She's not shocked at all. She's like... It's but she's thing, in a she's she's in a different movie. She really is. She's doing her own thing. She's like, you know, going out and doing all these crazy things, and like, it's one thing for your dad to be distant and like not being good at telling you that he loves you, but like to be nonplussed with the fact that like all of a sudden he's having sex with your childhood friend and like you're like whatever. Of course he'd do that. Like that's a big stretch to me. Yeah, I mean, the last note I have is Polaroid. And, uh. <laughs> you know, I did just completely, irregardless of this, like purchase a, a, a Fuji Instamax camera or whatever here recently. And and your photographers have recently purchased one as well. Like, I'm, 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 I'm on board with, with the people, you know, with, with the people who take your headshots. And uh, 
But I, I mean, she like just went on. It was like she knew she that was not the first time she'd ever done that. Oh man, no. She that was not the first time she'd taken a nude. Like she knew how to set up that camera. She knew to jump on that bed real quick. She knew how to take a bouquet of flowers and arrange it strategically and and put her hand behind her head in a real lackadaisical kind of way. She does this for a lot. She's looking in a mirror a little bit or taking some practice shots. I don't know. Practice shots were probably expensive back then. So it's probably right. I mean, like Polaroid shots were were expensive. You had to you couldn't just waste those. But yeah, she knew how to strike that pose super quick and super perfect to hit that just right. So So yeah. all right. So um uh, we'll get back to you guys on going deeper. Uh, make sure and uh, and reach out to us, uh, Forbidden Cinema Podcast at gmail.com. Yes, and just Forbidden Cinema on Instagram. We'll have some some pertinent photos about this episode. Um, I hope you'll check it out. Leave us some notes. Leave us some your comments about your experience with Blame It on Rio and and any any of your your thoughts and comments on what we had to say and and your experiences on some of our other deeper dive type stuff. I'm going to send Jenny upstairs with the uh, Polaroid camera and I will not, we will not be posting those photos. <laughs> Y'all, I don't even know. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> He's not sorry. No, I'm, I'm really not. I probably should be. So this has been Forbidden Cinema. Um, check us on next week for our deeper dive where we answer some of these extra questions that came up. Um, but thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, check us out uh, wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, rate and review. We really appreciate it. It really helps kind of get the word out there and help everybody see us. And just if you are enjoying it, hope you'll share us with your friends. Thanks yeah. so much. It's hot outside. Get out there. Have some fun. Yeah. Blame so it on... I was just going to say wear sunscreen. (laughs) (laughs) Are you Boslerman now? (laughs) Maybe. All right. So so mail us your Polaroids. Uh, No, no, no. Please do not mail us any Polaroids. We are not sharing a P.O. PO box. (laughs) (laughs) We'll trade you the Polaroids for the Ariel (laughs) Cabernet. Right. Maybe. Maybe. No, no. Just, just message us about this. We'll send you the aerial cabernet. You do not need to trade for Polaroid. All right, so keep an eye out. Uh, there may be a Forbidden Cinema cocktail hour. Yeah, yeah. We've been talking about some fun drinks. Um, so we'll hope that maybe you'll join us with that. That will be a video medium, uh, probably on YouTube. So just keep an eye out. We'll, we'll let you know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll probably be starting with with starting at the start with Basic Instinct, and we'll go from there. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, Until next time, I'm Zach. I'm Jenny. And this is Forbidden Cinema. Thanks. Thanks.